Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Hey, Lethal listeners, Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murders tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger, though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now... All signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Connecticut has made natural hair discrimination illegal. We're getting an anthology of darkly comic feminist fables from Apple, and we're talking about the cancellation of the Disney animated film Nimona. It's March 3rd, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So, Casey, I have a, a bop that I'd like to play for you. Ooh, Are you yes, ready? Please. Yes, please. All right, hit it. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead, then that's a bit too late. <laughs> I know I'm trying to be funny now, but I'm dead serious about the vaccine. Wow, yes. I'm so glad that I knew that she got her vaccine because at first my ears heard Maxine, Maxine. And I was like, who's Maxine? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this woman? That's Dolly Parton saying vaccine, which is a a play on the popular song uh, Jolene for those that are not paying attention. <laughs> our, our dear Dolly Parton was vaccinated yesterday in my hometown of Nashville, Tennessee at a university where all my family works, Vanderbilt, in a place, that building, I have been in that place. So I'm deeply connected to this moment. For a I'm happy of for you and for Dolly, both of you. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's great. But, you know, what she proved to us most as everyone's preparing to get their vaccines, because according to the White House, by May, every adult will have access to it if they'd like to, which means all of you should go do it. Um, you should be wearing um, digital cutout sleeves because 
yes. fashions. <laughs> she gave us an alternative to needing to roll up your sleeves. You just wear a shirt that your, your shoulders are cut off. So yeah, that already has the shoulder cut off. It's perfect. <laughs> okay, so moving on to other really good news, specifically good legislative news, the Connecticut Senate has passed the Crown Act, which will make natural hair discrimination in workplaces and schools illegal. Currently, the bill is sitting on Governor Ned Lamont's desk, and he's expected to sign it soon. Lamont wrote on Twitter, this measure is critical to helping build a more equitable society, and I look forward to signing it into law in the coming days. Connecticut has now joined Virginia, California, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Colorado, and Washington as states officially prohibiting natural hair discrimination in schools and workplaces. You know, Casey, I think this was a long time coming. It, I'm surprised it took this long to make this happen because so many people, even myself included, I keep my hair so short because I was culturally brought up to say that like you have to have like the most least natural hair to get jobs or to be seen as, you know, viable in the workplace. And that's just not true. We need to change the culture. And like we don't need to just be billionaires like Jay-Z to be allowed to wear our hair natural. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is going to protect folks, which we love. And you know, I, I particularly love that it's not just in the workplace. I like that it's in schools because, you know, not that I've experienced it, but, you know, I'm sure it's one thing to experience as an adult and an entirely different one to experience it as a child when you might not even have the capabilities to express how you're feeling. Yeah, no, 100%. I think it also validates their experiences in these schools by being like, you know what, when when people make fun of my hair, that's not okay. That's not something I should just take. Like, I do, I am protected. I should speak out. And people should be held accountable for making these comments because just like the Dr. Seuss books, casual racism is no fun. No fun for anyone. (laughs) All right. Meanwhile, Apple has greenlit Roar, a new series from the creators of Glow. You might remember Glow was unceremoniously canceled amid the pandemic. This new show is an anthology of, quote, darkly comic feminist fables and will star Nicole Kidman, Alison Brie, Cynthia Revo, and Merritt Weaver. The TV series is based on Cecilia Ahern's book of short stories of the same name, and Apple has ordered eight half-hour episodes. Do you know why I love this? It's like, I think, like, the perfect pettiness of it all is that Netflix canceled this. And so they're like, you know what? The creators are like, we're not even just going to take a new feminist show elsewhere. We're going to take Alice and Brie with us. <laughs> yep. They said, we're taking our things and we're going down to Apple, which has yes. even more money than the Netflix. It has a lot, a lot of cash. And I'm, I'm really excited because I, I was really upset that it was canceled at Netflix because if you really, someone did pull the data of like the most canceled shows on Netflix and no surprise to anyone, it's women and people of color. And so <laughs> thank you for your laugh. It's just, it just like, <laughs> it just reminds me, there's this uh, academic, her name is Sophia Noble and she has this book called The Algorithms of Oppression and Netflix famously uses algorithms to predict next uh-huh. content plays. And it just makes me think of that, like algorithmically short saying like you should do these things but you should like qualitatively be like maybe this is not okay maybe this is hurting yeah, people they give they do like netflix does like gives you two seasons of something diverse and they're like ah on to the next let's cancel it so i'm like i am very excited to see this on apple because i mean uh, i love hearing female stories <laughs> yeah and apple's the queen of just green lighting something for a long time but not bringing anything <laughs> new i see dickinson they just keep paying for dickinson over and over dickinson's so, great and gay <laughs> uh, Haley seinfeld said i got my check honey i'm keeping my check so there you go moving on we need to talk about queer characters in movies and tv shows typically they get sidekick treatment and mostly aren't the stars but that was going to change with the upcoming Disney animated film, Nimona. The central characters were queer, and there was even supposed to be a queer kiss. But just as we were going to get that film, production was canceled by Disney. How and why did this happen? 
To hash this all out, we're talking with BuzzFeed news reporter Lauren Strapagale. She wrote the piece, Disney's first feature animated movie with queer leads may never be released. Hi, Lauren. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, happy to be here. So can you give us a brief summary of what the movie Nimona was going to be about? It's based on a graphic novel by Noelle Stevenson, and it's this really fun story about this shape-shifting girl with, like, a penchant for villainy and chaos who teams up with this super villain um, to seek sort of revenge and justice with, like, the so-called good guys. And it's sort of set in this medieval future world. Um, and it's just, like, really funny and a good time. So this sounds lovely. I do want to watch, but I cannot watch now because Disney is pulling the plug on this film. And, you know, they cited COVID-19 cuts as the reason behind this. But could there be more here? Because, you know, Disney doesn't like to do gay things. And we all got our hopes up here. Yeah. So basically, the studio who's working on it, Blue Sky Studios, they were shut down apparently due to COVID cuts. They were the ones working on this film. So with that gone, it's really unclear what's going to happen with this film. Potentially could it be picked up by someone else? Maybe, but we just don't know. It looks canceled for now. And we don't know for sure if it has anything to do with the content of the film, but it would have been a huge groundbreaking moment to have a Disney animated feature-length film that had queer characters. And there was, from what I've been told by employees, going to be like a very explicitly queer relationship. Like, there'll be a kiss. There'll be an I love you. Like, it would not be coded the way you see often in Disney movies. But you know what, like Zach said, it's not a surprise that we have questions about like, what is the real reason behind this? Because the first thing that came to mind for me was Disney Plus originally had Love, Victor, which was the spinoff from the feature film Love, Simon. And then that got shut down for them. It got picked up elsewhere, but it was kind of like, what's the reason behind that? So it's like all these things keep happening. And we're like, the common thread is gay. I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask, was Disney afraid to release an explicitly queer not just with, like, a little background character, but, like, especially queer leads in a movie. Because we saw in the past, like, remember the Beauty and the Beast remake mm, where yes. LeFou was, I guess, gay kind of for a minute? And that prompted boycotts. That prompted movie theaters saying they're not going to run it. People were furious with Disney. And that was over a minuscule, tiny bit of representation. Yeah, and that was with Josh Gad, right? He was playing LeFou. Mm -hmm who was even a straight person. So people were mad at a straight man kind of being gay. I'm over this. That's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also over it, but the show is not yet. We'll be right back to talk about Disney's recent history with queer characters. It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.comslash 2022. Thursday, February 10th, kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player, delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year, presented by Nationwide, and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022, delivered with Uber Eats, will be revealed. 
NFL Honors, presented by Invisalign, Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Lauren Schaffigal about Disney's cancellation of Nimona. All right, so Disney has a mixed track record when it comes to queer characters, as we've already discussed, because most of them have only been sidekicks or appeared in shorts. But Nimona was supposed to be a breakthrough with a queer lead and even a queer kiss. So what would it take for this project to continue moving forward? Can it have a shelf life at Disney? I mean, it would take another studio owned by Disney. I mean, they own a million things. Someone could pick it up, potentially. They also have the option to sell what's been worked on so far to someone else who may want to pick it up. So, yes, is there a possibility it will be revived technically? But it looks unlikely right now. But I have seen, you know, on Twitter people tweeting, like, save Nimona, release Nimona. So there is, you know, some support for this seeing life in, in some way. And is there an opposite reaction to this? Have we seen like a million moms come out and say this should not be happening? Because surprisingly, you know, I like to keep up on the queer backlash. You know, that's part of my job. And I had not heard any anger at this film being in production before. But since we're now talking about it more, are we seeing the right care more about it? Well, I think what's interesting is although it has been known this has been in production and I've seen it covered on some sort of more niche fan sites, for example, there wasn't like a huge publicity campaign about it yet. They weren't talking about it very publicly. So I don't think most people knew. And the other thing is with the graphic novel, like they have options to, you know, and how they're going to interpret it for the film. They could choose to make the queerness subtle or non-existent, but they purposely made the choice to make it explicit And I think that's relatively new information. And I think if this film were to come out under Disney, you would see backlash for sure. Hmm. So what does this say about the potential for future queer leads in Disney? I mean, are they committed to having a queer lead or is that just not really the case? Uh, It's, I mean, it's disappointing, isn't it? Like this would have been, I think, to me, I see this as an opportunity and maybe they didn't. There was a Pixar short called Out, which featured um, a gay male couple. That was a big deal. It was released on Disney Plus, so it's not like we're talking like a big theatrical release. So that's something. But clearly, they're taking very much baby steps when it comes to queer representation. Like we see that, and plus, we know Disney has this long history of like queer coding villains and all those classic cartoons. So it all feels like too little, too late. But I guess they're going to keep trying. 
I was going to say, I'm so glad you bring up the villains because it's very well known if you are within the queer community that your representation is Ursula, it is Jafar, it is Scar. And Disney has never winced once at making the bad people gay. But now that we're asking them to make the good people gay or queer, there seems to be a struggle. And that just continues to disappoint me personally a lot. And the only thing I can like that I'm really thinking about right now is like, okay, so we see when you're talking about Beauty and the Beast, when there was that backlash of like, we won't screen this because of the gay character, et cetera. There are a lot of Disney supporters and fans who are queer. So it's like, at what point it's like, is it going to take us queer people being mad and saying, no, we won't support you for Disney to care? Like, is it going to like, until it affects their money, will they care? You know, because that's the thing. It's like, I don't know when we're going to see change unless we see people reacting that same way on the other side. Look, they're happy to take queer money. There is a whole subcategory of Disney gays that's a whole rabbit hole, but there are gays who love Disney. Um, Disney has like Disney world and Disneyland, you know, has pride days where it encourages queer people to come visit. So yeah, happy to take their money as long as it's very little effort on their part. And what's so fascinating, I have a fun fact. I know we're almost out of time, but do you all know why gays historically have always gone to Disney world over the years? Why? It's because they have that rule where it can only be happy there and there can be no discrimination. So Disney has a very hard and fast rule where the staff cannot uh, be mean to anyone, no matter how they're dressed or how they represent themselves. So that's why it's always been a safe space for queer people to exist, knowing that they wouldn't be reprimanded like in other places for being like, oh, you're being too gay or be do this. Like Disney's rule is like, let people be people and we're just here to make them happy. But, you know, that's great. But just make us happy on your films. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us and making this show even gayer today anytime all right that's it for today come back and join us tomorrow and remember dolly parton will remain a literal angel on earth forever be sure to subscribe to buzzfeed daily on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories and please take the time to leave us a rating and a review it helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show and remember to come back for more of what you love about buzzfeed coming to you daily I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us your attention. We need everything you got fast. Waiting on reparations. We be the illest podcast. Tune in every Thursday. Politics and wordplay. We fight for the people because they got us in the worst way. From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye. From the left enclave to what the neocons say. Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation. And, and break us off with some bread because we waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations. 
Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.